Hi, this is Ann Robertson, the pastor of the United Methodist Church of Westford in Westford, Massachusetts. This is the sermon that was preached today on Pentecost, June 4th, 2006. And the occasion, of course the occasion is Pentecost, but the bigger occasion is also confirmation. We had on this Pentecost Sunday nine young people, six boys and three girls who were confirmed. So we celebrated that. We honored our graduates. We celebrated Pentecost, did a lot of things on this day, and we also welcomed four new adult members. The title of the sermon is a Hebrew title, Baruach, and the title is explained in the course of the sermon. So this was really a message to the confirmands and putting in the larger context of what it means to have the Holy Spirit at work in our lives. As part of the confirmation process over these last months, we went as a class to visit Congregation Shalom, the Jewish temple in North Chelmsford. And at the close of their Sabbath service, Rabbi Perry took time to talk with the class and to answer questions. In the process, we all learned some new things about each other, including the fact that both Christianity and Judaism have special markers for different ages and stages in our lives. Shortly after birth, the Jews have the ceremony of circumcision, where children are marked as belonging to the Jewish faith. Of course, it's not their decision at that point. It's been decided for them by their parents. But they're set on a course of Jewish life and study. Then as the children reach adolescence, it becomes time for them to make the faith of their parents their own faith. After years of coming to synagogue twice a week for Hebrew school to learn the Hebrew language and the prayers and the rituals of the faith, they make their bar mitzvah, or bat mitzvah, for the girls. Bar mitzvah means son of the commandment. Bat means daughter, so the girls are daughters of the commandment. It's the time where a child reads from the Torah scroll in public, in Hebrew, for the first time and the time that the child takes upon him or herself the obligation to keep the 613 commandments of the Jewish law. Up until that time, the parents are seen as being responsible before God for the sins of their children. But once a child becomes a son or daughter of the commandment, they become responsible for their own actions in the eyes of God. And I take time to explain all of that because our process in Christian churches is very similar. Christianity, as you know, comes from Jewish roots. And across the millennia, we've followed the example of Jesus in taking Jewish ceremony and giving it new meaning in light of our Christian faith. Even our celebration today of the festival of Pentecost comes from our Jewish roots. Jake read us the story of Pentecost very well. He comes the closest, I think, of the confirmands in the Hebrew equivalent of having to learn another language with all of the names of those towns that he had to read off. But he read to us about how the Holy Spirit came in a miraculous way to the disciples and those gathered in Jerusalem. But the reason that so many people were gathered in Jerusalem that day in the first place was that they were celebrating the Jewish festival of Pentecost. That was the time when the Jews remember the giving of the Ten Commandments to Moses on Mount Sinai. Thousands are gathered in Jerusalem to remember that 50 days after Passover, 
The Israelite slaves arrived at Mount Sinai, saw fire and lightning on the mountain, and received the law of God. And on that day of remembrance, 1,500 years later, God shows up again with more fire and a great wind. This time, however, they received not more laws, but the Holy Spirit, the power of God placed within them to help them keep the commandments of God. As Christians, we still call that day the Festival of Pentecost. But now for us, it has a different meaning. We call it the birthday of the church, the day when the followers of Jesus were given God's own power to keep the commandments and to spread the gospel. And so now, when a child is born into a Christian home, we follow our Jewish heritage and have a ceremony that marks that child's identity. We call it baptism, and we use the symbol of water to identify the child as Christian and to call for Jesus as the source of living water to begin to work in that child's life. Like with circumcision, it's a decision of the parents, not the child, and the responsibility lies with the parents to provide religious education and spiritual training to help the child grow. And then, when the child reaches adolescence, as our confirmands today have, the responsibility shifts back to them. Now they're old enough to decide whether Christian faith is something that they want to take upon themselves. It's time to decide whether they will confirm for themselves the vows that were taken for them at their baptism. Jewish children become bar or bat mitzvah, sons or daughters of the commandment at that age. And certainly there are parallels in confirmation. Just because God will forgive our sins when we repent doesn't mean that we aren't at least expected to try to live the way that God has taught us. The Ten Commandments are not null and void. And Jesus reminds us that it's even more important to keep other parts of the law of Moses. Jesus calls the Great Commandment, the part in Deuteronomy that says to love God with all our heart, soul, and strength, and the passage from Leviticus that reminds us to love our neighbors as ourselves. But in the Christian tradition, we mark this stage of confirmation not by focusing on the commandments, but by remembering the Holy Spirit. Those of you who are being confirmed this morning are taking on responsibility for doing your honest best in trying to keep the commandments. But instead of naming you as sons and daughters of the commandments, I think you should be named Bar and Bat Ruach, sons and daughters of the Spirit. The Ruach, which is the Hebrew word for spirit, was there well before there ever were commandments. The creation story in Genesis tells us that the Ruach of God hovered and brooded over the waters when the earth was still formless and void. The Spirit of God is the thing that makes creation possible. It's the Ruach of God that's breathed into Adam's nostrils and turns him from a lump of clay into a human being. It was the Ruach of God that turned a valley of dry bones into an army in the book of Ezekiel. It was the Ruach of God that Jesus breathes into his disciples in the upper room in the Gospel of John. And it was the Ruach of God that came in that wind and flame on Pentecost 
and turned a bunch of running scared disciples into a force that was able to change the world. In a few minutes, each of you being confirmed will no longer only be the son or daughter of your parents. You will become a daughter or a son of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Ruach of God. That doesn't mean you don't have to follow the commandments. It means that you've invited the Holy Spirit to work within you so that keeping the commandments becomes both possible and joyful. God has already been working in you since your baptism, and even before that. But that was behind the scenes. Today is different. By saying yes to confirmation, you're inviting the Holy Spirit to work in you openly. You're even promising to work with the Holy Spirit to become a better person and to become what God is calling each of you to be. In a few minutes, you will be bat ruach, bar ruach, daughters and sons of the Spirit. You won't understand what that means right away. I'm still learning new things about what it means to have the Holy Spirit actively at work in my life. You get off pretty lightly here in the United Methodist Church in terms of classes. If you were Jews, you'd have been going to class twice a week for years and had to learn Hebrew. If you were Lutherans, you'd be taking confirmation classes for three years. If you were Episcopalians, it would be two full years. You got off with 13 weeks. (laughs) If we'd had more classes, you would have learned more about Christian faith. You'd memorize a bunch of things, learn more history, and have a better understanding of our doctrines and our creeds. But for us, today isn't really about how many facts you know, and it isn't about having a complete understanding of God. It's actually impossible for any human being to have a complete understanding of God. I certainly don't. God is bigger than our minds. Today is simply about deciding whether the Spirit of God, as you have seen and learned about it in the life of Jesus, is something that you want for yourself. Maybe you don't really understand what it means to love God with all your heart. Maybe it's hard to sort out the difference between loving yourself or being selfish. Maybe there are times when you're not really sure you want to love somebody who's treated you badly. And that's okay. All of us in this room, including me, are still learning how to sort out those kinds of things. Today isn't about how much you understand but it's about whether you're willing for God's spirit to enter your heart and to begin to actively teach you how to live in a way that's pleasing to God, to guide you in the way that God would have you go. That's a lifelong process. Wesley calls it sanctifying grace. Out of the children's sermon, it might be like swallowing a bar of soap. (laughs) Works on you from the inside out. Today doesn't mean that you'll never sin again, but it does mean that you'll try to live in a way that pleases God, and that when you mess up, you'll confess your sin to God, accept God's forgiveness, and honestly try to do better the next time. And so on this Pentecost Sunday, I invite the nine of you to come to the front 
to receive the free gift of God and to become the sons and daughters of the Spirit. Thanks for subscribing to Spirit Walker Sermons. If you're ever in the area, stop in for worship at 9.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings at 10 Church Street in Westford, Massachusetts. I'd love to have you stop by my website at www.annrobertson.com, where you can also subscribe to a weekly devotion, which you can receive either as an email or a podcast. I'd love to hear from you via email at ann at annrobertson.com. Thanks again for subscribing, and I hope your week is filled with God's blessings.